You are listening to a podcast about technology and innovation in the energy and oil and gas markets at the ONS Conference 2018. This is Sylvia Serres. Welcome uh, to a podcast about technology and innovation in the oil and gas sector. We are at the ONS Conference. I'm Sylvia Serres and my guest is Manuel Lepoutre, Senior Vice President of Civil, Soci- Civil and Society Engagement at uh, Total. Welcome, welcome <laughs> Manuel. Thank you very much. I'm very pleased to be here. It's a, it's a big title. A moonful, it's uh, a big mouthful. title <laughs> and quite uh, odd, baby. Uh, but uh, we can, I can explain what, that a bit later on. No, tell me now. What now, do you do? What do I do? I am in charge in total. It's a, f- a brand new uh, division at corporate level. And I'm, I am in charge to connect more Total with the civil society. First, by developing a total commitment, engagement that go beyond the pure business issues and uh, coordinating uh, what we call corporate uh, uh, responsibility of the group and in charge of developing a social program uh, to give back more to society uh, in domain that uh, uh, society had big challenges and that we can't anymore consider that it is the issue of government, of states. We do believe that uh, private companies have also to work uh, with the society uh, to, um, to give back a bit to society. Um, the en- the one of the objectives of this uh, division is also to connect more total with the civil society because we have observed these uh, last, uh, I would say, years that part of the civil society uh, may have the perception that uh, our uh, industry... Uh, but not only our industry, but uh, the one that are successful, I would say, in the global business, in the global game of the world, forget them sometimes where they are. So we are observing that in, uh, with many signals, either, for example, uh, uh, the Brexit. Uh, we believe that it may, might be uh, a result of this kind of feeling. But we find that, I think, in all the societies, a kind of uh, um, more and more discrepancy between uh, the people themselves and the one who have responsibilities. So we have decided to try to contribute to this reconnection that we consider that is needed between people. So it's really basically the aim of this uh, division. So here at ONS in Stavanger, it's basically um, a high-level week of meetings Mm -hmm. for people from the oil and gas industry. Lots of oil companies, lots of suppliers, lots of analysts. Mm Um, for people who are from the outside of the oil industry, it would be an interesting learning to try to understand, you know, how does an oil company work? Here, everybody mentions upstream and downstream. And well, tell, Can you tell us in, in brief, you know, how, how is Total put together and what does it actually do? And how is it different, perhaps? Uh, Total is an oil and gas company, basically, uh, at the beginning, but more and more. Uh, we claim to be an energy company because we do believe that our first mission is to deliver energy because energy is key for society development. So any form of energy, not any just oil and gas. Any form of energy provided that uh, this energy is affordable, reliable and clean. Mm-hmm. And the three are very important. So uh, th- we consider this is our first mission. Our um, historical um, base is on the oil and gas business, so we still have a huge entity, which is ENP, so exploration and production of oil and gas. We have uh, another business, which is the transformation of uh, oil and gas. 
for example, refineries, re refinery, mm. uh, petrochemicals and things like mm. that. We have uh, another branch which is marketing, bringing to the markets either they have business market or uh, individual mm -hmm. clients. So the transportation, energy, distribution. Need, transportation, distribution mostly. Mm. And we have built a, a, uh, an entity with gas and power and new energies together to develop this uh, electricity because electricity will be the, the energy that is requested by clients in the future and more and more. And this is the, the energy that will be developed the more. And if you... Go to electricity, you develop gas, you develop new energies. So you are originally French. I'm French, yes. I think you can uh, hear that. <laughs> yes, and your company is originally French. Yes. Uh, but is majority of your revenue international or, or how does that work? Oh, yes. A big majority of our revenues is international. We are really f French because our roots are French. Our management is still mostly French management, even if it gets more and more international. But our business is in more than 130 countries all over the world. So our revenues are mostly uh, not in France. I mean, there are some in France, but are mostly not in France. So how is Total different from other energy companies or other oil and gas companies? You know, is it, is it, uh, do you build different platforms or do you, do you focus on different kinds of exploration or... I have what's the, what's the kind of the essential difference if you if you decide to work here or first, there? First, um, there are a lot of uh, similarities, and then I will go to difference. Similarities are on the technology, uh, the way we use technology, and how we develop technology, because I mean, um, the this is a very capital intensive. It means that when you develop a field, you spend a lot of money. So and you have a lot of risk not to really succeed totally in what you believe. So we are used, we were used, and we are still used, sorry, to work together on one field, we make, to make partnership between competitors, which is quite specific to this kind of industry, meaning that uh, we have gone the same way in developing technology. The m most of the big oil and gas company, I mean, there are, some are more advanced in some areas, precise areas, some in others, because they have the right team, the right specialist and all that. But basically, we do work together with the contractors and developing the technology. What my different difference is the way we deal with our big uh, assets, uh, the uh, geographical um, Uh, historically, for example, you have uh, big uh, U.S. companies where they have a very large domestic base. We don't have a domestic base, so it pushes us to go uh, maybe to be a bit more uh, international, to take a bit more risk, mm -hmm. to be a bit more international. Then it's the way you prepare the future that might be different. Um, you want to be uh, completely vertically integrated, or what does that mean? Meaning that you want to produce uh, the energy, the primary energy. Uh, transform it, transport it, and deliver it until to the markets and even to the final clients. Or you can say, uh, I will focus on uh, the ENP only. So produ just producing uh, energy, primary energy, and basically oil and gas, for mm. example. Basically Or sucking up the energy. Exactly, the and way. not going to the markets yourself. I mean, just using uh, mm. uh, trading and all that, but uh, uh, selling your... Uh, Uh, the oil mm. to uh, a company that would be more specialized mm. in only refinery. So you have companies that are fully integrated on all the chain. 
doesn't mean that you uh, the first drop that the drop that you produce will be the drop that you sell, but you are in all mm-hmm. the business. Uh, mm-hmm. um, the whole value chain. Yeah, mm-hmm. all yeah, value covered. chain cover. Or you can be more specialized in mm-hmm. one part of this value chain. So. Historically, we were uh, quite well integrated in total in all the value chain of oil. Part of the value chain of gas, because we, we, we were not a power, uh, power plant owner or developer. So uh, we stopped to the gas, we sailed the gas, and that we sold the gas, and that's, that was it. And progressively, we decided that this is a strategic uh, uh, position to go more and more to the power, uh, to sell the power, to produce the power, the electrical power, because we do believe that mm. this will be the future. And then it helps us to integrate uh, on the value chain of, uh, of the electricity. And But it's the move we are doing, and not all the companies are doing that. I would say the European companies, like Equinor in uh, Norway, for example, shall uh, up plus or minus have the same kind of, uh, of strategy. So Even going though hybrid. in the details, mm. it can be different because we are, our bases are not every, uh, systematically on the same country. Uh, our mm. technology, uh, the move we've done is not exactly the same. Mm. But basically, we were, the, I would say, the first company to go to this uh, change of uh, from a pure oil and gas company to an energy company, I would say. So... <coughs> Total is um, going hybrid. You are mixing your oil and gas business model with more and more electricity mm. and other kinds of products in the mix. It's, it must be really difficult leadership because, you know, put, uh, one thing is creating new efficiencies in the mm-hmm. same business model. And this is before. very important because anyway, oil and gas, oil is a very volatile uh, uh, resource. So, we still have systematically to optimize uh, costs mm. because if you don't produce affordable energy, uh, you will not be anymore uh, able to, uh, to be in the oil and gas. So still mm. it's very important. But then you can also prepare the diversification uh, of energy progressively with the cash you manage to earn with uh, the oil and gas. You still have to reinvest in oil and gas because we do believe it's the way we see the world in the future that oil and gas, oil will be still very important, and gas is key for the electrification of the world also. So uh, we have to be very profitable on our uh, core business, oil and gas, to be able to reinvest and prepare the future in all the electrical uh, value chain. So it's our strategy, I would say, basically. Is it difficult? Yes, but we have the capacity, I think, to do that. What's your, what are your most interesting innovation projects as a part of this journey? Or, or More interesting, there are so many. Uh, it's a tricky question because... <laughs> give give uh, us something concrete and then, and then I would really like your comment on the fact, does the whole company try to innovate or have you made like an innovation corner? No, I think that all the company is trying to innovate because I don't believe uh, that in any part of our business... Uh, you can be safe if you don't go on innovation. So innovation can bring to cost reduction. Uh, I mean, we have uh, excellent example in uh, um, deep uh, water development, where by revisiting the way we were developing subsea uh, fields, 
we managed to cost the cost uh, compared to what we did, uh, for example, uh, 10 or 15 years ago. By having all our uh, experts, uh, architects, uh, uh, flu insurance and all that, reworking together on the way we could change the way we work. So this is still very important, even in the classic, what we call now classical uh, oil and gas development. But uh, we also have to innovate, for example, uh, in, uh, in um, developing new market for gas. If we want to develop a full integrated um, business uh, value, value chain in the gas, you sometimes have to help to develop the market itself. And that needs innovation. Just an example. If you want that, uh, um, um, if you want to develop more uh, GNL or gas uh, ship, I mean the ship to transportation, because we know that uh, uh, we need a lot of transportation through a ship. If you want to develop that, you have to work uh, with the harbors for distribution of this gas uh, in a way that is uh, compatible with the uh, motorization of ship. You have to develop also uh, uh, ship floats with uh, gas and all that. So you have to work together with all those uh, different parts of the business to be able to develop uh, the, the markets mm. uh, to, uh, to build this uh, value chain. Mm. So just an example, to to, it's two examples to um, try to demonstrate to you how we have to innovate still and still on the upstream part. Uh, and then how you have to innovate even on the market part. But all along the chain, you have to innovate. I can take the example also um, of storage of energy. Uh, everybody, I think, knows about new, uh, one of the problems of the new energy like solar or wind is intermittence. You don't have an, a solar mm -hmm. energy when you don't have solar so, um, sun? sun, sorry, <laughs> and you don't have... Uh, the dead hours. Voilà, yeah. the dead hours. So if you are unable to find new solutions for big uh, volume of storage, I mean, mm. you will be blocked at a point. So, so, so batteries, batteries are, part are of really, you yes, batteries, but all kinds of storage. Mm. It's not only a question of batteries. Batteries mm. is very important. So batteries for mobility, batteries for uh, housing, but also uh, storage of big amount of energies uh, for industry or things like that. And, and uh, before we started the recording, you and I talked a little bit about the circularity of this whole thing. So I was recently uh, discussing um, energy innovation with somebody else. And I was actually surprised that, um, you know, one thing is that we have now micro production mm -hmm. with all the solar panels on the roof and mm -hmm. uh, windmills in the gardens and so on. And the unstable grid before of that. But, but all these new induction ovens and electric cars are making things much worse. And so you need to kind of solve for problems that we didn't even realize we had yet. Exactly, but it's like all innovation. I mean, uh, you go, uh, uh, you, you, you it's why, I mean, sometimes people ask me the question of uh, is technology dri dri uh, driving the markets and all that? Yes and no. I mean, it's a question of uh, uh, egg or, uh, and chicken. I mean, if... Uh, uh, the example you are gi giving is, uh, is, uh, is very important because in that case, you have also to develop solutions for intermittence, for instability of uh, the mm. networks, for things like that. And sometimes you don't uh, think ahead of uh, all that. And so you have to find uh, a solution very quickly or you have, can have even crashes. I mean, we've mm. had some examples of crashes. So, but I think that today innovation is like that. You have an idea. Uh, you develop a new technology, 
this technology uh, make things accessible and mean uh, lower the cost, make things accessible is is wanted by the public. So we didn't speak about the society, but uh, the public likes it. Mm. And then uh, it developed very fast, and maybe sometimes you didn't imagine all what's all logistic and all other systems that have to adapt. Mm. But I mean, things nevertheless works, mm. and you have other business that are adapting. The, the only thing is, uh, uh, in that case, what can happen also is to have some crashes, uh, to have some industry that collapse suddenly mm. without any uh, w without any prognosis and all that. So uh, that's, uh, that's life. I don't believe that uh, in, uh, in our business, in energy, if we still focus on our core business, oil and gas, and if we prepare progressively uh, all the electrical uh, mm. value chain, um, I think this is the way to answer in a responsible way to this kind of, uh, of threat we can imagine. Mm. What is the, the most important, important project going for Total uh, next, I don't know, year, two years? What's your, what's your must win in your perspective? Well, there are the business projects. So we, are, we have, uh, I would say, uh, 10 to 15 big oil and gas projects all over the world, and we have to succeed to develop them. Developing new fields. Yes, new mm. fields in an economic way, because anyway, if we don't invest enough, if we are unable to produce oil and gas, uh, at a reasonable cost for the markets, I think people will look at us as non-responsible in the future. So this mm. is something we have to succeed. Yet we still have, uh, we, we have to focus also on solutions to make it clean. Mm. So there are these solutions, there are these issues, sorry, on, on climate. So we have to develop all that by being more efficient in the energy use. Can, the you, can you just help us translate? How, do, how does one do... Climate efficiency, how, how do you, what can you do so it's clean? Yeah. What we can do, first, I think we have a responsibility to develop uh, usage of energy that is more efficient, meaning developing solutions to have a result with less consumption of energy. So basically better engines? Better engines, um, better usage of primary energy, and more adapted to what mm -hmm. It's done for. Mm. That's it. Uh, optimization of the uh, energy consumption in all what we do. Uh, so even in uh, our big plants, but even uh, contributing to uh, uh, less energy consumption in housing and all things mm. like that. I think that there is a big, big, big uh, issue there that we have to focus on even as energy provider. So help our clients to spend less energy for the same results. That's one issue. The other so issue... So energy efficiency. Energy efficiency, yes. Mm. You can... You can uh, but it's, it must be a difficult business model for you because you're basically minimizing your income opportunity. Uh, it's still a question of innovation. Mm. I mean, this... Uh, I mean, if you help your clients to spend... Uh, to con yes, to spend less uh, energy, you have to share mm. this economy. So you have to find business models that help yeah. it. But there are many. I mean, mm. this is... Uh, uh, this is something we, that the industry is do, have, has mm. been doing for years now. Huh? Yeah. So uh, it's like an incentive, uh, mm. and you share the incentive in a way in another. I mean, that's that's a mm. way to do. Uh, you have also, uh, I would say, tax incentive to do that. Mm. In some countries, in Europe, in France, mm. basically, you have that. 
So uh, no, I think there are there mm. are innovative solutions, and there are probably more than what we uh, mm. know today. So innovation is not energy. only on technology; yeah. it's also on where you he, share he, the value and uh, yeah. Yeah, he, one of the big um, kind of buzzwords here has been CCS, carbon yes. capture and storage. There, yeah. why, why is that a big topic, and why is that a difficult topic? Uh, CCS, it's, ca uh, it's uh, ca carbon capture and storage, and we even say CCUS now. So it's carbon capture and usage and storage. It's, it's, uh, the concept is to develop technology to take from the atmosphere uh, the CO2 that has been produced or in the uh, engine where it is produced to re-inject it, to store it in the subsurface so from where the carbon comes. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you speak about uh, oil and gas uh, mm -hmm. consumption. And usage is to use the CO2 to, to transform it in, uh, I would say, uh, materials. Mm -hmm. So why is it difficult? Um, it's because uh, two reasons. Technology exists. The technology today exists, but the, uh, the cost of uh, doing that is still very, very important. And even if in Norway you have tax and the CO2 has a cost, so you can use this cost mm. uh, to, uh, to pay uh, your basically the re-injection and storage of CO2. Uh, it's not the same case in all, of, in all the countries. It is why in total we push for a CO2 cost all over the world. And then, uh, as it is a big, um, it's big operations. Here in Norway, you have the Mongstadt. Uh, <laughs> I think you've heard about that several times. We have a social concept, you know that? That something costs one mong or two mongs or three <laughs> mongs. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, okay. But when, when you do it once, mm. uh, as it is very capitalistic, because you have to drill specific wells, you mm. have, I mean, it's like, it's like a new oil and gas industry. Well, can I ask you but a stupid question? Without... Direct yeah. value. You could not sell it. You just reinject it. I never dared to ask this question, but wow. can you explain to me simply why can't we just plant more trees or somehow find the right plankton in the sea that would somehow absorb this CO2? I think it's bright. It's a very bright idea. It's not sufficient. I mean, in this issue, we need all solutions. So I think we still has a, a huge industrial company push to the development of industrial solutions like CCUS. But today, to be very frank, it's solutions that are very uh, uh, small, very costly. So if, uh, and, and, but maybe in the, in the future, in 30, 50 years from now, it will be a good solution. So our commitment is to help to mm. develop that. And we put our uh, uh, forces together, uh, many uh, oil and gas companies, to develop that for the future. In the meantime, we have to find uh, solutions that are uh, uh, cheaper. Mm. And uh, planting trees is also a good solution. Uh, developing other solutions like uh, algae capt captation mm. to make uh, organic matter, to reuse it in mm. energy or mm. whatever, are also solutions. The problem is always the cost of it mm. and who we'll get the value of the investment. Mm. But uh, more and more, uh, mm. you have uh, uh, companies 
oil and gas, but other. You have states looking at uh, preserving uh, forest, uh, developing forests all over the world. It's more and more, and Total is looking at that through its foundation. Uh, first through its foundation in areas where uh, you have a tropical forest, uh, mm. primary forest, uh, things like that. Yeah. Mm. So, so another question that you helped to help me understand. There's been uh, several references to how oil and gas companies have more than enough data in this time of data. The problem is not having enough data because they've been gathering data. They're world champions in gathering data, they say. Mm -hmm. It's about using data. Why is that so, or what does that mean? Do you think it's uh, a specific question for oil and gas companies? Probably not. not. Uh, Probably not. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a, it's a general problem. Mm. I'm maybe I'm not a specialist of uh, mm. of data and uh, and digital, but uh, uh, I think it's it's uh, it's a general problem, uh, and it's uh, it's a very I mean it's it's a quick question because uh, if you look at uh, the value of data, the value that is given to data by uh, companies like uh, Google, Google mm. Facebook, and all that, I'm sure uh, we should look at it also. It's why, in total, we've made a partnership with uh, mm. R&D with Google to try to also uh, improve mm. our view on the way we use all this data, for, uh, even for uh, subsurface understanding and uh, mm. subsurface issue. So your question is good, but uh, uh, I think it's probably true in all domains. I think you're right. And I think uh, people... It's, no, it's but more I, your specialty than mine. Yeah, I think <laughs> I what happens is that people think that somehow the truth will jump at them from the mm -hmm. data. But really, data is... Uh, you, you can do interesting statistics on data, but first you have to have a hypothesis. Yeah. And I think without the right questions, the data are completely blind. So it's... You know, I am, uh, my background is in geology. Yeah. Mm. So basically, a geologist has... Uh, very, very few data, and he, ha he has to solve a problem in space and time with mm -hmm. very few, few data. So I'm very concerned on that. But my own, my personal experience, it's not because you have more and more and more data that you are more and more and more precise, because generally, the idea, the hypothesis, you need to uh, put your data and organize your data to, uh, um, to find a solution is more and more complex, too. Mm -hmm. I mean... People ask you more and more, and you wish to have more and more questions. So I do not pretend to give you any <laughs> precise understanding of mm -hmm. that, but on my own uh, career in geology, it's what I have observed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you are more, I mean, you are more uh, smart with mm -hmm. few data and with a lot of data. I don't mm -hmm. know why. Mm -hmm. But man, now that we have intelligence, uh, artificial intelligence and all that, maybe what I say, it's obsolete and uh, we'll see a better use of data mm -hmm. uh, in all domains and even in the uh, energy domain. Very cool. Um, what would you like, um, if you were to give people one big takeaway about what's happening, what should they remember um, about the state of oil and gas, the direction of oil and gas? Well, they should remember so many things, but I think that they should remember that energy is key for development. If today uh, we have uh, all these facilities to move, uh, health, uh, having uh, statistically lives that are longer and better, it's linked to energy. But as everything is live, there is... a uh, a black side of that is that energy is not like that. Uh, it's a resource in different forms, natural resources in the world. 
And uh, so these resources have to be more and more uh, better employed, uh, better developed, more uh, developed with uh, more complexity, and that each time they hear about a simple solution on energy, a key solution, um, they have to uh, think that probably it's wrong. I mean, probably it's more complex than what people try to have them believe. Mm. It's a question of uh, market, global market, local market, resources, technology. It's also a question of perception of people. What do they need? At big mean, scale. <laughs> exactly. At mm. small scale, at big scales. And it's uh, also a question of society. Do we really need... Uh, to um, uh, move this systematically, what can we afford? And so it's, it's what can we afford as a global society uh, in terms of development of energy? So it's just uh, an area, energy is, uh, it's really something um, uh, where you, it's, it's key. It gives a lot of keys to the understanding of a lot of problems, geopolitical problems, Mm. Uh, I would say development problems and all that, uh, and so it's an area where I would advise people to work on. <laughs> Listen, well, I have to stop you because I want to ask you ah, carefully about that. Yeah. So basically, it's critically important questions mm. with no simple answers, yeah. and therefore a fun area to work with. Mm. And you are one of the few ladies I've seen here today. Um, so why is it fun for you to work there? You you just. I guess said so, but what do we do to get more women? Alors, uh, women. Well, I uh, I have chosen my uh, um, to be a geologist when I was young, just because I love nature. So it can be surprised for someone working in oil and gas, but it's the only issue. So I never tried myself uh, to do what society asked me to do, but what I wanted to do. So it has been tough sometimes. Uh, to be very clear, but it has always been fun. Mm. It's an area in energy, especially in uh, oil and gas and in Total, because I have spent all my career in Total, where um, you meet many, many uh, people who are really smart, passionate in all what they do. You can do very different things along your career. I've, I have spent 20 uh, years of my life Uh, doing geology, exploration, all over the world, moving, working with different people, different nationalities, different skills. So as a woman, I would say, uh, yes, sometimes it was a bit difficult, but as a woman in, uh, in any uh, business, I think, when you are in minority. But at the end of the day, after 20 years, uh, when you can prove that uh, you love what you do, you are excellent in what you do, It might be even, uh, I would say, um, an advantage, uh, an advantage <laughs> because people know you also. You know people easily. The contact is easy. Uh, well, sometimes, I must admit, you, you, f you feel a bit alone <laughs> when you're in a room where you have only uh, uh, males working The only with one you. with a red jacket. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the only one with a red jacket, that's right. But this is an advantage to be able I, to I put agree. a red jacket. <laughs> Actually the same in computer <laughs> <is> science. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what I advise to do is do what you uh, want to do, what you mm. like to do, and okay, uh, nobody... And find fun people to do it with. Ex exactly, mm. try fun people. No, I mean, I, I have no regret mm. to have pushed, even if I must admit, sometimes it has been difficult, but most of the time it has been fun, definitely. 
That's a really nice note to end on, Manuel. <laughs> thank you so much for your time here thank with you, us. And thank you for listening. This was the Technology Podcast from the ONS 2018.